Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges, and this is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Word of God, studying the Bible. Our desire is to know God, and He's given us this message so we can know Him, we can follow Him. We have finished 1 John, we finished 2 John, and today we're going to start 3 John. It's a short book. It is the shortest book in the Bible, the shortest book in the New Testament. It's only 219 words in the original Greek, and we have it, uh, it's translated for us, it's only 15 verses. So uh, I've divided it up into five sections, and we will work our way through 3 John. 3 John is, is very similar to 2 John in that it's very short, very brief. The, the layout, the structure of it is very similar. And it has a lot of the, the same themes that we've seen in 1 John and 2 John. There's four characters that we deal with in 3 John. There is John who uh, opens and closes the letter. He's the one who's writing it. There's his friend Gaius who the letter is addressed to. There is uh, someone he mentions named Demetrius, who seems to be someone from the church that Gaius is part of, and is probably the one who is carrying the letter back to Gaius. And then there is this guy named Diaphrophes, who uh, he's the bad guy in the letter. We'll deal with him in, in a couple of sessions. Well, let's begin. Let's look at 3 John. And today we're looking at verses 1 through 4. This is his opening greeting. So follow along as we read 3 John 1 through 4. The elder to my dear friend Gaius, whom I love in the truth. Dear friend, I pray that you are prospering in every way and are in good health, just as your whole life is going well. For I was very glad when fellow believers came and testified to your fidelity to the truth, how you were walking in truth. I have no greater joy than this, to hear that my children are walking in truth. Well, he identifies himself as the elder. This was the same way as in 2 John. He just says, the elder. And we know this is John, basically from church tradition. That's what John was referred to. John was the only one of the apostles who lived to be an old man. All the others were martyred. They were executed. John lived to be an old man. Tradition tells us he lived in the area of Ephesus. And we know this from some of the church fathers. You know, it's not that the Bible exists in a, in a vacuum. We have writings from church leaders that date back to within a generation of John. And they say that John lived in Ephesus. So there's no reason to, to doubt that. In the area of Ephesus were, were many churches. And, and John was the elder statesman who provided guidance and uh, some oversight for these churches. Not in a, the, the oversight as you know a ruler or a grand authority, but he was the last remaining apostle. He was the last remaining one who had actually been with Jesus. And he speaks with authority, but he also speaks as just more of a, a pastor figure. So he is the elder, and he's writing to my dear friend Gaius, whom I love in the truth. Now, dear friend, that's a, that's a, a warm term. We, we don't know really what their relationship is. And we don't know who Gaius is. Some people have tried to identify him with, with certain, you know, some say he was the, uh, the bishop of Pergamum. We have nothing to base that on, really. Trouble is, Gaius is a very common name, much like John or James in, in our society. There were a lot of people with that name, and we have no idea 
who this guy is. We don't know if he's in charge of a church. We don't know if he's in some official capacity. We don't really know anything about him other than what we have here, that John considered him a dear friend and says, I love him in the truth. Now that phrase, I love him in the truth, in, in English, we need to use the word I and say I love because I love, you love, he loves. We add an S to it for uh, third person, but we need that identifier, the pronoun. In many languages, the way the verb is conjugated tells you whether it's I, you, or he. That's the same way in Greek, and quite often it would just be the word love, but because it's first person singular, then we know it is I love. Here he uses I. So this is emphatic, the I. So he's making sure, you know, you understand, I love in the truth. Love and truth are here together. And this is a common theme we have seen in John's letters. Love and truth. There are both pillars, foundations of the Christian faith. You, you must have both. They're, they're related. Truth is, well, it's truth. It's, it's what is true, but you can't live out truth without love. But love is more than just a sentimental feeling. It's got to be grounded in the truth, the truth of God, the truth of who God is and what God has said, the truth of who Christ is. So truth and love go together. They're, they're pillars in John's writings, and they're pillars in, in the Christian faith. So he identifies his friend Gaius, his dear friend Gaius, and he loves him in the truth. Then he repeats, dear friend. Now, there's four times he uses the term dear friend. But in verse 2, dear friend, I pray that you are prospering in every way and are in good health, just as your whole life is going well. So this is a basically a, a, a prayer. He says, I, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you physically and spiritually. And, and the, the way this is worded here, I pray that you're prospering in every way and are in good health, just as your whole life is going well. Well, whole life going well is the way they translate it. Your whole life is basically soul, that your soul is prospering just as your physical body is prospering. So he's, he's praying a holistic prayer for his friend Gaius, praying that he's doing well physically and spiritually. And in verse 3, he says, for I was very glad when fellow believers came and testified to your fidelity to the truth, how you are walking in truth. So people come traveling through, and we saw, we saw that in, in 2 John, where I've heard this about you. Some people came through. Now, we don't know if these were just businessmen traveling through or whether they were traveling missionaries. We, we don't know, but they were fellow believers, and they came and they interacted with John, and they gave John a report about Gaius. And again, we don't know who Gaius is, so we don't know if they just had such wonderful things to say about this guy Gaius that they know that John decided to send him a letter to encourage him, or if, if Gaius is somebody that John has an ongoing deep relationship with, and they said, hey, your buddy Gaius is doing great. But regardless, John gets a report. These fellow believers came and testified. That is, they bore witness. And, and this is the verb here is the marturo, from where we get the term martyr, someone who is a witness, who testifies. 
and they testified about his fidelity to the truth and how he is walking in the truth. Now, it sounds like his fidelity to the truth is that his belief, his doctrine is solid and he is well-grounded in the truth and immovable on the truth, that he is solid when it comes to truth, biblical truth, Christian doctrine. But more than that, he actually lives it. He's walking in the truth. So it's what he believes and that his life, how he lives, matches what he believes. The way this guy lives his life is congruent to what he believes. And his belief is solid. That's a, well, that's a great commendation. We'd love to have people say that about us. That what we believe is solid, but how we live matches what we say we believe. This guy is, uh, is doing well. The people who came and, and testified about him to John the Elder have basically said, this guy is solid in his belief and solid in the way he lives. And John says, and that gives me great joy. I have no greater joy than this, to hear that my children are walking in truth. For those that teach the truth, and I just speak personally here, you know, it's, it's what I do is I try and teach biblical truth. When you see somebody then actually living it, where you see that the truth you have been teaching has had an impact in someone's life, and there's been a change in their life, how they have embraced the truth and has impacted how they live to where they're actually changing the, how they live so it's more in line with the truth. That really does lift your spirits. And, and there is great joy in seeing someone who you have had an impact in their life and how they are now living in accordance with the truth. So yeah, I resonate with, with John here when he says, I just have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Now John refers to children, that is, those he has had a, a relationship with, those he feels a burden for, those he feels a, a pastoral role in. And so children speaks to the relational part, the love, truth, that, that truth aspect. And it goes along with John's writings. It is truth and love. Neither can be uh, separated from the other. John's life has been devoted to teaching the truth. And when he sees these people that he has this pastoral oversight with, these other churches walking in the truth, he just has no greater joy than this. So what's the takeaway for us? You know, if uh, John were to come in and hang out with us, would he have no greater joy than to see that we were walking in the truth? Well, to walk in the truth, you have to know the truth. And you have to devote yourself to the truth. You have to make a decision that as to what the source of truth is for your life. For those of us who are followers of Christ, the, our source of truth is God. And he has revealed his truth through his word. That's why we're reading the Bible. That's why we're studying the Bible, to know the truth that God has given to us. And then it's got to go beyond that. It's got to go beyond just knowing that truth. It's got to impact how we live. And that's where we need to be open with God. And as we look at God's word, talk with God about it. Let the Holy Spirit speak to us, guide us, 
and, and ask those tough questions. Am I living according to the truth? So it, it comes down to reading the Bible and prayer, talking with God about it, and allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us as we live our lives. Well, thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working our way through Third John.